The Urban Broadcast Collective brings together the best podcasts on cities and urban life. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Vegas for Carpool Triple X podcast as part of the Suburbanista podcast. I'm here on the top of the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino with Kiki Dare. Hi! <laughs> and Kiki's an owl performer who lives here in Las Vegas. And for Carpool Triple X, as you might know, might know, is I'm looking at porn performers, adult entertainers as a migrant community. So, Kiki, yes. I'm here to find out about your migration story. Where are you from? How did you end up in Vegas? How did you end up in the industry? But before we get into all of that, can you tell us something about you just as a person? As a person? Um, well, I've been doing adult movies since uh, 1998, even though I took around a seven-year break. And uh, as far as a person, I'm pretty normal. I mean... You know, movies, music, my dog, um, food, wine, lots of wine, um, <laughs> boys, girls, I mean, you name it. And can you tell me where you're from originally? So which state, which city? I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. So from the south? From the south, yes. Okay. So, and how did you end up in Vegas um, uh, when did you move here and why did you move here? Well, I've been here since uh, October of last year. I had broken my foot in a sober tripping accident. God, I hate admitting that. It's so embarrassing. But anyway, um, so I, I moved here to watch a friend's house uh, from Los Angeles. And that's how I wound up in Vegas. Yeah. So you were in LA first working in yes. the industry? Yes, yes. So can you... Kind of tell me a bit about how you kind of ended up 
moving to LA? Did you move to LA in order to be in the industry? I or did. did you... I, I did. Um, when I got into the industry from stripping, I got a hold of an agent in LA and their exact words to me were, there's nothing but money for you here. So on a plane to LA, I went. Okay. And when did you move to LA then? Um, I lived in LA a couple of different times. I mean, probably the first time I moved out would have been around 2000. Okay. And that, and that time you were moving to be in the industry as well? Uh, yeah. That okay. time I, I was specifically coming out for the industry. Um, and every time I've come back really has been specifically for the industry. So one of the, one of the things I'm interested in as a geographer and as part of kind of what geographers do in looking at kind of migrant groups different migrant groups and you'll know this from being an American and being US different migrant groups tend to kind of congregate or cluster in certain neighborhoods talk, you, know, you might talk about the Italian neighborhood or the Irish neighborhood is there such thing as a porno bar is there a neighborhood well, it where used to porn be tr- performers kind of <laughs> it used to be the San Fernando Valley um, I don't really know that it's so much that case anymore I mean in LA for instance you've got performers in Hollywood San Fernando Valley in Burbank in West LA Venice, downtown LA. I mean, there, there's a lot of different neighborhoods where you find performers now. Uh, I mean, here in Vegas, for instance, you find them in, say, Henderson, Summerlin, Pahrump. Um, Just thinking about LA then, so the valley, I mean, it, the world will know that the San Fernando Valley, or the San Fernando Valley, as some people call it, is kind of the epicenter of the industry. When you get in the industry, is that where you moved to when you when you first when came to I LA? When I first came to LA, I stayed in North Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and did you know other performers there, or was that did you know other friends there who were outside the industry? I mean, why did you um, decide to move to North Hollywood? Well, my agent at the time lived in North Hollywood, and as I got to know other people, I mean, I knew other people in North Hollywood. I knew people in Silver Lake. I knew people in. Um, Chatsworth, uh, you know, all over the valley. Um, you know, back in those days, it was kind of rare for somebody to live in Hollywood or Silver Lake compared to the valley. So most people lived in yes. the valley at yes, that time. Yes, that's true. Can you give us a bit of a paint a bit of a picture of what the valley was like back then in terms of? So I know the industries there, so the producers, the studios, and stuff. But in terms of porn performers, is kind of just residents and kind of living around? I mean, Well, I mean, L.A. is one of those places where I, I can walk into a grocery store and maybe run into one person, two people. I mean, it's not uncommon for that to happen. Right. Um, and, and actually, it doesn't matter whether it's Hollywood or the Valley now. I've had it happen to me in, in both areas. Uh, same thing with Burbank, actually. So... I mean, L.A. is a really big town, yeah. but it's very, very tiny, very fast. It's small in the sense that porn performers move around in the same spaces, same networks. You know, it's a pretty tight community, so... Um, to some degree, yes, even though not as much as it used to be. I mean, right. it used to be if I walked into certain you know, bars or, or restaurants, chances were I was going to run into people that I knew. Right. Now it's... More of a 50-50. Okay. You know, most of the people that I run into now are people that have been going to the same places 
for you know twenty years, and yes, so they're it's part of their neighbor. They're part of the neighborhood, and, right? And right. So you know they're going to be there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing about it, I suppose other migrant groups is, um, you know, certain places become important for them. You know, um, that could be. You know, so for certain micro groups who've got religious backgrounds, the church, the mosque, the synagogue, whatever it might be, important. Other important spaces for porn communities to kind of um, hang out in, or you know, there, there outs- outside of like the porn industry per se. So uh, there have been over the years, but I mean, some of those places have closed down. Um, some of them aren't there anymore just because of you know buildings moving in or corporations buying buildings um and in other cases um you know where i might go is different than where somebody who's 21 might go right yeah okay but thinking back to to us was when you first got here or first got into la um when you were younger and stuff would you know those 21 year olds of today would basically be doing what you did back then, essentially? Or yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would say that it, it's cyclical and, and it tends to kind of repeat itself over and over, um, even though we've had places closed down yeah. and, and so on and so forth. And can you give me an example of some of those places that would, you know, whether they're still here or if they're gone, that would uh, well, maybe I mean, iconic? Well, the rainbow is iconic for rock and roll. It's also iconic for porn stars. The Sardos was iconic for porn stars until it closed down because Seymour's a little angry old man. Um, <laughs> the Sardos is a restaurant. Was that a restaurant was, or a bar? It was a karaoke bar and a karaoke restaurant. Bar. Okay. Yeah. The home of porn star karaoke. Yeah, the original. The I, I, I have the new one. But God, where else? Uh, the Dragonfly was a longtime favorite. The Lamplighter. So that's in the epicenter of the Valley. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that... Um, surrounds porn and sex work in general is kind of you know, the, the stigma that surrounds mm-hmm. uh, porn sex work prostitution so being a performer and thinking about your kind of you know your time in LA in particular when you were you know when you first moved did performers kind of experience discrimination in getting access to housing so if you know if a landlord knew that you were a performer for example or did you have to hide that um, I never really dealt with that. I, I mean, I've heard horror stories yeah. from other girls, but I mean, I never had that issue okay. myself. Okay. So, but it but it has happened. Of course. I mean, listen, in, in American society, if you are in a marginalized group or a stigmatized group, you're going to deal with problems. That's just the way it is. You live in North Hollywood. I've lived Did in, you have any other moves? Did you kind of move oh, yeah, around no, in different I mean, suburbs? I've lived in North Hollywood. I've lived in Sherman Oaks. I've lived in Woodland Hills. I've lived in Reseda. I've lived in Venice. I've lived in downtown LA. So... I mean, all over the place in, in so, Los Angeles. Yeah, so the story, the, the migrant story, the stereotypical migrant story is people come in this new city, new country, they kind of start at the bottom in some ways, and then you move up. You move up because you get a better educated, you get a job, you move house, you get a bigger house in a better suburb. Was that your story and those moves that you've just outlined? Or? Um, well, I mean, the moves have been for various reasons, whether it was because of, you know, roommates where the, the values just didn't mesh anymore or boyfriends or um, crazy neighbors. I mean, you know, 
a variety of reasons. On the roommates, was that other porn performer? So have your roommates always been people in porn, or has it been a mix? No, of porn no, and my, no, no, no. I, I wouldn't say that really and truly my roommate issues have been solely porn related. I mean, LA is kind of the land of everybody's got horrendous roommate stories because it's it's just so difficult to find people yeah. that you mesh with sure. and can stand living with. Yeah, but it, I mean, just thinking kind of broadly about the industry and performers in general I mean is it a fairly common thing for performers to be roomies with one another Um, I'd say it's it's fairly common I wouldn't say that it's always a good thing but I would say it's fairly common and is that does that help in terms of I suppose particularly if you're a a newcomer to the industry well if you're a newcomer it can be extremely beneficial because you've got somebody that can introduce you to everyone you need to know right provided they know everyone yeah uh, somebody who's established in the yeah. industry they've got a little bit of runs on the boards yeah. and stuff like that yeah. really? That, that was a hearst by the way yeah. beeping its horn so announcing the arrival of a body so um, so they moved to Vegas then? yes because there's been a lot of talk in the press in particular around was the regulation of porn in Los Angeles has kind of been the stimulus for the in- the industry to move, particularly here in Vegas. Is that why you moved, or what? No, what why, no. why did you move? No, I, I was moved. Was it for a job? More jobs were coming down. No, here I moved place? because I broke my foot and um, I was having some issues in LA because my roommate went kind of fucking batshit, and um, it was just easier to come here where I know somebody that has a house that they need to have watched so that's what I do okay and is the plan to stay here I mean presumably you're you're working here as well yeah uh, and living and there's work there's lots of work here I, well, I mean, I don't know about porn yet. I yeah. haven't done a lot of porn work here, right, but okay. I mean, I, I do have other work here. I suppose, it's, again, it's like the classic actor story. You know, you speak yeah. to somebody who wants to break into Hollywood and they're a waiter or a waitress or they're doing some other kind of job, which yeah. is their real job as they're trying to break in. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you have those, ex- when you when you got into porn initially, when were, I got you, into- were, you, were you kind of jobbing at different things when I got into porn initially this could be your full time job right, not okay. so much anymore okay so there's been a big restructuring there's in... been a huge restructuring okay and how can you give a bit of an idea of kind of what that restructure has like what's happening uh, simply put between browsers and, and the pirates at home nobody pays for anything anymore so how can companies keep making product that they're spending good money on if they're not recouping I mean one of the things in terms of how porn itself is diversified so camming has become a big kind of aspect yeah, of, of sex work and you know and porn um, and you see a lot of performers now who would have been contract people in the past they're also doing camming stuff mm-hmm. now as well so there's a really interesting diversification there, in the there, industry so it's, there, it's on an independent level. There is. I mean, on one hand, it, at this day and age, you can do everything yourself, make all the money, and you can really grow your own little independent empire. On the flip side of that, you don't have the promotion of a big company behind you. You don't have their advertising dollars. You don't have their PR. And it's exhausting to wear every hat. So... 
Thanks, everyone. That's the end of uh, this episode of Carpool Triple X here at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino uh, overlooking Vegas. And a big thanks to Kiki Dare. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out the next 